Welcome to the Stalwart Lovers Podcast. Here, we explore matters of faith, love, and relationships. Follow us as we share insights on issues of the heart and spirit. Be blessed. Okay, on this episode, we are answering questions. It's yeah. another Q&A day. Ooh, ooh, yeah, we know you love Q&As. Yes, we, I mean, we also love them, too. love them too. So keep bringing in your questions and we'll put them together and answer them on videos like this. All right, so um, we are just going to start with this question. What does it mean when you say a man is the head of the family? Hmm. What does it mean when you say a man is the head of the family? Um, all I'll say is your answer. Uh. Yeah, but I'll just say a few then you go scroll. Okay, okay. Essentially, the first thing to notice, headship from God's perspective is leadership. Alright, leadership. And in every structure there is on the earth, leadership is part of the structure. Mm-hmm. Without leadership, there would be chaos. Yeah. Alright, in the boat, there is a captain. Alright, there's someone that has the final word so that there is orderliness, right? And that is the role of a man. If there's a marriage without the man as the head, that God has, God has designed the man to be head. But essentially, there has to be leadership mm-hmm. in a home. And that is what man as a head should be. A spiritual leader. A man, as a man, you should be the pastor of your own family. Before your own church pastor, you should be the pastor of your own family. Mm-hmm. You should lead your family in, in, you know, spiritually, you know, financially, in every area possible. Mm-hmm. Be that leader. It doesn't mean that you are ahead, but you are the leader. All right, understanding of leadership is crucial yeah. for men. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be that kind of man that your children look up to your mother as the spiritual person, as the praying mm. mother. And you, when it's time for devotion, you're sleeping, but the mother is taking the children through the family I mean, altar. Yeah. You know, that's not being the head. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Yeah, and I mean, looking at the qualities of a bishop, which should be the qualities of every believer, every right? Believer. I mean, there's a, that part of being able to command his household. Because mm. how will you be able to command? How will you be able to command the church or lead the church if you cannot actually lead your household? So yes. you have to have your household in order. Then even Abraham as well. God yes, said. God literally said. I, I know. know that Abraham. Abraham would would Abraham would command his household yes. to do my. Being to do my will to you know follow my laws and things like that i know abraham will tell his children about me and which he did yes and and the impact of the man being the head indeed and especially the spiritual head you know standing in the gap as the priest for his home praying over his family and praying against forces of the enemy and so the authority of a man as the head in his home cannot be over emphasized yeah right Mm -hmm. even in data we have data to prove it there was this uh, research i read recently mm-hmm. that said that if a man gives his life to christ there's a 90 percent chance that the rest of the family would give their life to christ but if it is a woman that gives her life to christ the chances that you know the family will give their life to christ is 30 percent. so maximum about 30 percent of the family members follow suit mm-hmm. and that's just the unseen the 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 non-concrete, the abstract importance, you know, of a man in the house being the head. Yeah, know. yeah. That's, that's such a nice answer. Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay, so another question here says, how many times in a week do you have sex as a young couple? 
<laughs> and can you play romance without doing it? <laughs> I'll let you start. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, we cannot necessarily tell you how many times. That's like TMI. It's too TMI. much information. And you don't really need it. <laughs> but I think I'll just answer the second part of it, which is, can you play romance without doing it? I mean, yes and no, but yes. <laughs> so so Wait, I'll explain. What's the meaning of yes and no, but yes? Uh, so I'll explain. I'll explain <laughs> what I mean. So yes, in, in the sense that yes. So everything romantic and all doesn't always have to be sex, to be honest. You can kiss, you can just play with each other, you can tell each other sweet words, you can go on a date, you can yeah. go out somewhere, you can do have romantic gestures. Mm -hmm. I mean, romance doesn't always have to do with sex. sex. Yes, absolutely. You know, but then, when there's that romance, it sometimes could be a precedence for Most sex. Most times. It could be. Most you know? times, it is. <laughs> it could become, a, which is why as singles or people that are not married or things like that, when you are um, engaging in romance, Physically, especially physically. Foreplay. Foreplay and stuff like that. I mean, it could literally lead all the spiral down. Spiral but, down. But, but then, that's why you should then imbibe romance without that physical. Attack. I think there was a video we did yes. on how to actually be romantic without, without being physical. physical. Yes, I think I'll link that video. Yes, so if, you, if you're really interested in this, please yes. go and How we sustain romance without being physical. Yes. I think it's a very It's a very crucial one. Video. So, um, it's not really about how many times sex happens. Just, you and your partner have as, many, as much as you want. You are your married partner. Yes. Have as much as you want, but yeah. then for romance... It doesn't always have to be physical in the terms of the word romance, right? Yes. And I think a lot of single people think that, you know, like we have sex like boom, boom, boom every single day. Like there's a lot of things we have to do too. We have life. We have, we get tired, you know. And it, this thing just makes me see how much, you know, singles, you know, hype sex. And I used to hype it too. And that's why I keep saying that it is worth the hype, but it is not, a, it is not worth the overhype. <laughs> yes, because when you have sex as a single person, it seems sweeter because you are stealing it. It's stolen waters. And the Bible even says that stolen waters, you know, are sweet. So that's why it seems like, oh man, this is so sweet. I can literally do it every single day. Wait till you get married. <laughs> and real life happens. Yeah. All right. So next question says, how about planning for kids? Yeah. So for this one, um, we already made a video about... Um, um, contraception and stuff like that, preventive pregnancy, and it was really centered around newlyweds. So um, we went really detailed into it. Like yeah. we gave, I mean, calculations, the days, how to calculate things, what to do. I mean, based on our knowledge. I mean, we're not gynecologists or anything. Yeah. So just based on our knowledge. So you can also check out that video. Um, and that's just pretty much about um, planning it. for kids, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, based on your story, when is the right time for a couple to start praying together? Uh, I mean, I feel like you should start a relationship first. Yes, now. Those that's... You those should already be praying together even when you are in your courtship period. Yeah. Because you are building not just uh, physical friendship, you are building spiritual you know, intimacy, right? We've mentioned one time that there are three major authors... That, that are important, the, the, the spirit altar, the mind altar, and the body altar. The body altar is the one that has to wait until you are married before you are joined. But you should try to now begin to merge your, 
your religious understandings, your doctrines and all those things in spiritually, right? Mm -hmm. Then in your mind, in your ideologies about marriage, gender roles, blah, 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 you merge in those areas too. So this happens by conversations, by prayer meetings, you know, mm -hmm. you know, you set time that, okay, every so, so, so time we will be praying and then every other time we will be studying the Bible, you know, maybe watch a sermon and then discuss it. We'll watch a video on the Stuart Lovers a week together and discuss, okay, what do you think about this? What's your opinion on this? You know, these are the things you should do together, even from relationship. Okay. I mean, that's a pretty... <laughs> do you want to add to that? I mean, that's a pretty great, great, okay. great answer. Okay, no, let me <laughs> Okay, so can you tell us about your relationship evolution process? This is um, a big question, though. Yeah, it's a big question because, I mean, but we've already, how will I put it now? Like, if you watch our, our, how we met, um, how I knew she was the one, and things like that, those those videos, just check them out. I, I mean, we'll try to link, if you we, if we forget to link it, just go and search for it. Just search it. Yes, <laughs> but, yeah, so there is uh, how we met, there's how uh, I knew she was the one. And they're even really, linked in the description. Uh, yeah, they're linked in the description, actually. Just yes. go and check for them in the Sorry, description box. Yes. So, um, yeah, so for relationship evolution process, I mean, we're just, people we were pretty much friends. I mean, we were friends for and like eight numbers. months. And then it was like a very, for me, it was very slow. I really did not realize that I was falling in love with him. <laughs> I really did not realize, but um, it happened slowly, slowly for me. And then there was just this time, we're still friends though, but then I just realized that, wait, I, do you love this? Are you in love with this I think guy? I'm in love with Priya <laughs> yeah so um that was how it was for me and then getting into the relationship I, I i mean i was rough around the edges he too had some things to correct like there's a, there are some ways you don't just land the correction or there's like, <laughs> sometimes you are just more patient so, so it's kind of built both of us so both of us kind of entered into a learning process Faith, yeah. and then after like two years of that we kind of cracked the major things about marriage. We learned how to apologize about to each other. About relationship, uh, Sorry, about relationship. Sorry about that. So we learned a lot about relationship. We had cracked our relationship. We knew how to be at peace with each other. We knew yes. how to just be happy. Yes. So we said enjoying that peace and happiness, even from courtship. And that was how we knew we were ready to be married. Yes. So we had cracked our, you know, our languages, love languages, apology languages. We had cracked, you know, how to resolve conflicts. We had cracked what my, what he likes, what he doesn't like. You know, we have cracked a lot of things like that. And we were able to like enjoy yes. that peace. Yes, so, and absolutely. then, and then we had our court wedding. Then six months after we had our main wedding and stuff. Yes. And the rest they say is history. History. All right, so um, do, did you ever think you were too young to get married? Actually, nope. No. Nope. The funny thing is, <laughs> two years into our relationship, you know, we had a four-year relationship, right? So two years into that relationship, I was already ready for marriage. It's just that yes. I, I was not ready in terms of time frame. Like, I yeah. think I was in school or something. You were, something. You were about to go to serve. So, you, know, ah, you know, we were even trying to say, okay, that the lessons made married so she can serve in Lagos. In and let's just be together Your dad already. was not having it. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, and all those things, well, I mean. I would anyway. say that we were ready. We didn't think we were too young. Yeah. But we are also glad that it took the time it took because God still had some things he was settling with us. So, financially, 
it was a better time when we got married than if we had gotten married two years prior. Would have still been fine, mm -hmm. but it was just a much softer landing after two years because, of course, growth had happened. And I mean, God's sovereign with you know, life yes. was just it was just the time. It was God's time. It was just God's time. Yes. Yeah. And that is why it is important to grow, grow, mm -hmm. you know, grow in your maturity while you're still single. Invest in yourself. You know, get the right knowledge, get the right mentality, the right mindset ahead yeah. of time. So you are ready early, you know. There are several 30-year-olds, 32, 28-year-olds who I would judge not ready for marriage because mm -hmm. of their ignorance. So it's never really about age or how young you are. It is about how ready you are, mm -hmm. how mature you are. How and spiritually matured, how spiritually much you've grown. Matured, financially. Yes, even with even people. Even career, even career, like, do you have something set out for yourself? Uh, maybe, for example, as the man. Mm -hmm. Or you are still figuring a lot of things out. out yeah. you know? And there are extreme cases where God might still be leading you to go ahead. Mm -hmm. But in most cases, at least have a plan. Have a plan and then let God's will, you know, have his way. You know, I think that's very crucial to mention. Mm. Maturity is, 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 is important. Thank you for listening. We hope that you've been blessed. Please follow The Stalwart Lovers on YouTube, Instagram, and other social media platforms. See you in the next episode.